Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. FPL Game Week 21 is finally approaching today. I'm going to take you through an update of where I'm feeling with my team after the FA Cup results at the weekend. We, of course, have Salah and Son going away to their international tournaments. We've seen injuries to highly potentially bought players like Jared Byrne, who we'll talk about in this video as well. So today is an update of my Game Week 21 transfer plans. Welcome back everyone, FPL Harry here. Before we dive in, 1,000 likes on the video is the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here. We have had a bit of a week off because we wanted to see some of the FA Cup results before we decided to make our transfers. And I'm very glad I did decide to wait and not go early because one of the players that I did potentially want to go and buy was Jared Bowen, who does look like he's picked up a bit of an injury for West Ham. Now we'll talk about that later on in the video. As before, my team has I've made no transfers, two free transfers, just under a million in the bank. I did finish game week 20 on a pretty healthy green arrow. I halved my rank all the way up to 65k. So now sitting inside the top 100k comfortably for the first time this season. My lineup for game week 21, currently the 3-4-3 with Trippier and Anthony Gordon sat on the bench. Newcastle did look pretty comfortable in their FA Cup game against Sunderland. So part of me thinks that I wouldn't be the end of the world if I did have to go and start one of those two in my lineup this week. Of course, Erling Haaland is the other big factor. We were expecting him back going into game week 21. It now looks like a little bit more doubtful given he did not feature at all in that cup match. Captaincy is the other thing that is really causing me a headache. And part of the reason... I actually want Erling Haaland back this weekend, not just because I think he's a good asset and I want to bring him in, but because I don't trust many other players in my team for captaincy. Cole Palmer is the 12.30 kickoff in a game week that lasts 10 days. So for those of you who aren't certain or didn't know, the game week, firstly, the game week 21 deadline has been brought forward to Friday evening. So be cautious of that. The Burnley Luton game, which was meant to be on Monday, has been moved to Friday because of a FA Cup replay for Luton. Also, this game week 21 lasts across two weeks of real life. So one game week of FPL, but because it's the winter break, it is two weeks of calendar dates. So that means Cole Palmer, if he blanks, it's a mentality thing. If Cole Palmer blanks, you're then staring at a blank captain for two and a half weeks until game week 22 does begin. At the moment... I've got it on Ollie Watkins because I do think they'll do well away at Everton. If it was at home, it would be a pretty sure that I'd decide on him. I am still looking at Saka, although Arsenal have been disappointing recently. It's not a bad fixture at home to Crystal Palace. 
So just to start by covering the Alvarez to Harlem move and the Salasson, what it means and a general talking point about Manchester City. So at the moment, I still plan at some point to do Alvarez up to Erling Haaland. But do I plan on doing it going into game week 21? I think the chances of me doing it going into 21 are now below 50%. Salah and Son will likely both leave this week and I will have 16.2 million on midfielders that I can buy in their place. Now, the reason I'm not certain on doing Alvarez up to Erling Haaland this week. So first of all, Haaland did not feature at all. He wasn't even on the bench for Manchester City in their cup game against Huddersfield. Now, maybe he was never going to feature. Maybe that should be no indication. But the last thing it is, is positive. If he was on the bench, we would be pretty certain that he's going to feature at some point versus Newcastle. Now, we might get an update from Pep. We might get an update of a team link, potentially, that Haaland is going to feature in that game. However, we've also heard from Kevin De Bruyne himself that he doesn't expect to start that Newcastle game. There's a quote up on screen where he says he's getting back into the rhythm of it. He's played some minutes. He's not necessarily expecting to play Newcastle. He can play some minutes if they need him to, basically. That being said, if we're not sure Haaland's going to start, we're not sure De Bruyne's going to start, the chances of both of them starting feel almost none. The chances of him throwing Haaland and De Bruyne in, given they'll both likely have to be taken off because they're just returning from injury, means that Alvarez is much, much more guaranteed to start that game in my mind than maybe I thought this time a week ago. That being said, if Haaland's only going to play 60 minutes and I think Alvarez is going to get 90 minutes, I'm not even certain Haaland starts. I'm not sure it's worth the minus four that would have to be to go and buy him because I would have to sell Salah and Son and Alvarez to buy Haaland. And I'm not sure it's worth a minus four. So given I'm not sure Haaland's going to start, given I don't think De Bruyne is going to start being very good for Alvarez's minutes, I think Haaland might wait until game week 22 for Burnley at home before I finally bring him in. Now, that doesn't mean I have free reign of my Salah-Son replacements. I still need to leave enough money in the bank so that when game week 22 comes around, I can easily do that Alvarez to Erling Haaland move. So then going back to the midfielders that I am looking at. So it's a slightly different list to we, what we had before. A reminder, these are in no particular order. I will rank them for you, but that on screen, they're not ranked at the moment because it is difficult to put them in an order without knowing some injury news, particularly to Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen did pick up an injury in the FA Cup game right at the final whistle. He was down for about you know a few minutes after the final whistle, then was sort of helped off the pitch. The issue is, well, both and good and bad for Bowen is West Ham don't play for two weeks in the Premier League. Their game is in the second weekend of game week 21, which means he has more time to recover, which is great. It was also likely to be an impact injury, which two weeks should be enough time to recover. However, because their match is so late, we're very unlikely to have a press conference from David Moyes or get any sort of update on whether Jared Bowen is going to be available or not. The other thing is Paqueta at West Ham. Bowen looked poor in game week 20 against Brighton when Paqueta and Kudus were both unavailable. Paqueta picked up another injury in that FA Cup game and if he's not going to be available for that Sheffield United away game and Bowen is a doubt, it's pretty difficult for me to go and buy him. Now, one player I do really like and I think he will almost certainly be one of the midfielders I buy is Phil Foden. With De Bruyne still not being, you know, fully ready to play, plus there being a lot of fixtures coming up, so is De Bruyne going to start every game even when he is ready to play? I'm not sure. Plus Foden being able to play on the right wing as well. 
He feels pretty nailed and there is potential for a Manchester City double game week in about game week 25. I feel like Phil Foden is the option that I will want as one of my midfielders to buy. Now, that leaves four real options for me. Richarlison, Pascal Gross, and then two Liverpool assets in Jota and Luis Diaz. Jota didn't start in the FA Cup game. They do have another cup game midweek. So again, I'll be keeping an eye on that. He is probably their best finisher outside of Salah. And I just think he's so good when he gets on the pitch. But I do have a little bit of a doubt about his minutes. Luis Diaz is very interesting to me. He's probably the least explosive, but he feels like the most nailed of all of them. When Salah comes back, Jota will still will become an issue in my team. Darwin might be an issue. Gakpo might be an issue. But I still feel like Luis Diaz on that left wing is first choice whether Salah is available or not. So he feels like the best long-term pick that might not necessarily lock me into transfers over going for Diego Jota, who I feel like is a better option if they both were to start that game. Now, the data points that Richarlison would probably be the sensible choice. The only issue is without Son, Timo Werner coming in, what exactly does it do for that Spurs team? He is likely to be on penalties with Son out of the team, but we don't have that guaranteed. But the data does point that Richarlison and Foden would probably be the two that I would go and buy. The only thing We'll talk, we're going to have a lot of chip strategy talk. I'm going to do a whole video after the Game Week 21 deadline on chip strategy, on the schedule for blank and doubles and things like that. So make sure you're subscribed if you want to get a reminder when that video does come out. But the only thing is Spurs are predicted to have a blank in Game Week 26 caused by the Carabao Cup final. Now, Spurs are not still in the cup, but their opponents, Chelsea, are still in the cup. So Richarlison in game week 26 is predicted to have a blank and he plays Man United away this week. It's just whether I think it's too short term a pick. Pascal Gross is interesting. With Jao Pedro on the pitch so much at the moment, it's not great because he might not have penalties, but he is on a lot of set pieces and the fixtures do look really, really nice going forward for Brighton. Definitely am considering them as a potential option. The fixtures Long term are nice and he's probably the least of an issue in terms of other players returning rotation, but less likely to have a double game week as opposed to Liverpool and Manchester City potentially getting one sooner. So my thought process is Foden is definitely one that I want. Bowen would probably up there if I knew he was going to play against Sheffield United this week. But if I don't, I think Luis Diaz or Richarlison would probably be the two that I'd go at unless I think I just want a safe pick, which will probably be Pascal Gross. Now, if Haaland's not going to be back, I actually don't necessarily have to sell both Salah and Son this week. I could sell one and start Anthony Gordon, for example, whose record so far this season is great, particularly at home, who they do have, even though it's Manchester City this week. And I could use my second transfer on a defensive move and one defender in particular, who is Purvis Estupanan of Brighton. Wolves at home, Luton away in the next two. And the fixtures, as you can see here, look so nice over about the next eight or so game weeks. Now, I could sell two defenders. Trippier, although I plan on holding him until game week 23, where the Newcastle fixtures do start to turn, do start to look really good, and we know what he can do when he's on form. I could also sell Arsenal. Now, Gabriel has a good fixture this week, but that's fine because I could just start Estupanan, who also has a good fixture this week. And Arsenal have been very disappointing. Do I expect two clean sheets in the next two for Gabriel? Maybe, maybe not, probably not. Then is it just worth making the sideways moves anyway? Despite Arsenal on paper being the best defence 
statistically, they aren't, when you look at it in terms of an eye test, they are all over the place, both going forward and defensively at the moment. Am I really sure that Gabriel is an option to have? Now, the Trippier move frees up a lot more money, but Gabriel to a Stupinan feels like a bigger upgrade on my team than Trippier to a Stupinan would. So my team for this week is, it feels like a very difficult week and we're going to be guessing about a couple of things like the fitness. Actually, Solanke wasn't even in the Bournemouth squad. So we're going to be guessing on that potentially because they don't play for a week after the deadline. We're going to be guessing on Jared Bowen. Salah and Son are most likely to leave my team. Although I think potentially a stupid in for Gabriel is a transfer I'd like to do. Is it going to be worth it this week? I'm not 100% sure. So Son and Salah likely going. Phil Foden is almost guaranteed to be one of those replacements now with the news of De Bruyne, potential City double game week. The other one I'm not certain on, I do like Luis Diaz, but FPL returns have not been his best friend so far this season. At the moment, it's probably Foden and then I'll probably will end up with Charleston, although it does cause me a little bit more of an issue going into game week 26. I just think the points will be good enough in the short term to make up for that extra transfer going further down the line. Again, I know there'll be people here looking at price changes, Salah and Son dropping, some of those assets going up. I'm literally not going to confirm any transfers until Friday. Friday, we might get news on Haaland. We might get news on Foden. We might get news on Alvarez, which could completely change your plans very close to the deadline. So as much as price changes might continue to tempt me, I'm not going to be making moves until Friday, probably. But I do think Foden and Richarlison in for Salah and Son are my most likely moves this week, leaving double Newcastle still on my bench going into game week 21. So an update of transfer plans. We'll have a team selection video closer to the deadline. Tomorrow we will have transfer targets where we talk about the broader pool of midfielders in a little bit more detail. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel so you get those videos. Like if you haven't already and I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.